societally, we're just like trying to get through fights. There's announcements being made. I shot Shanji's fighting. That always makes me happy. Raph, which means it's time for verbal tap. The show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage, especially if you have a good therapist, some financial stability, which no one here does, but I just assume it looks great. And I am doing okay, Raph Esparza. How are you? I'm all right. Very exhausted. 10 round Tuesday. It's a lot, man. Yeah, it is. That's how many minutes of round? How many minute? They are eight minute rounds. That's not too bad. Um, no, it's not the worst. It's just I went a little harder tonight. And eight minutes. Of... Yeah, but I've done that before. I've lived that life. But it was one where right as I finished, I go, oh, no, I'm a little tired. I don't know that I can podcast. I'm so. And then, you know, obviously Fatty eats a little bit and he's fine. <laughs> I drink a little bit and I'm fine. We'll just exactly. call it an Irish transition. What is in terms of your go to move by match seven? Because I always found when I got tired, especially um, around match four, I would work to get into those positions that I knew were a struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Like open guard top position where somebody's trying to work actively, and I know they are. <laughs> like that's a good one to stall. Under position in a nice quarter guard, right? If you can really get it around uh, a good arm in there on a little on a little lockdown, what's your go to to get a breath? Butterfly guard, and my reward is always if I pass their guard. So if I can sweep and come up on top, I'm gonna take a vacation. Is essentially what's gonna happen because. I get really tired after that, and I go, this was a lot of work. And you'll see people starting to frantically move. And I do occasionally tell them, stop moving. It's harder to submit you if you do that. And they squirm like a fish out of water, and I go, this just really fucking sucks. So, yeah, I just try to contain. But um, for the most part, you can you can pace yourself. You can do things. Um, but my good friend, Mike Frosto, who runs new ground jujitsu at the very end, he gave this really cool speech and it doesn't apply to just me, but I felt like when he said this, it was at me and he's like, you guys can feel like you can go harder on me. You know that, right? If you really want to, this guy was my first role and I came maybe a five, 10 minutes late and I was like, Oh, I don't want to go crazy. And he's like, Oh, you're rolling with me first. And I go, Hmm. So right as he's like staring at me, I'm looking at him. I was like, I'll fucking go hard. It's just, listen, dude, when you are older, you have to pace yourself and not do dumb shit. So to you, Mike Frosto, fine. I'll go harder next time, you dig. But I'm tired. I'm getting old, Kevin. It's just what happens. I dig the uh, butterfly move. I'm going to steal yeah. that more. It's also how you can face people (laughs) away. So I like to think of it as if I get too tired of somebody, I just kind of like space them out and go like, you go over here. And then sometimes as I'm trying to sweep them, they just try to right now. The big thing that everybody's doing is body lock system, especially because they see Nikki rod do it. So that can be a little bit of a killer, but um, there are a couple things you can do. Raph, the long beach community is rich with killers right now because I've yeah. go- I've Googled it since I mentioned it was happening. 
June 2nd through the 5th, the World Jiu-Jitsu IBJJF Championship. IBJJF Championship. It's been a while. It's a GG, and I think they would be proud (laughs) of my enunciation issues or continue to disown us. One of the two. The anti-doping rules for the event are set forth by USADA protocol. Look out, people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. As usual, this becomes a uh, fun time to see what the gi game is right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe people just rip it off and be like, no gi for life. Yeah, it's kind of weird because um, I see all these people posting who's coming. And I'm excited, but <clears throat> because it is an ADCC year, you do get a little bit like, are y'all even training ye? Like, it just feels like all the momentum's on the no-gi side. And then you forget, all right, this is their big thing. Um, so it'll be nice. And it's nice that it's back at the pyramid, all that sort of stuff. So <clears throat> I think this is getting back to normal a little bit for them because the past two years it was, it was like, it's worlds, except if you live in another country. Worlds. You're a world champion of America. Well, it's a big country. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited about it. It's a pretty good one to win. It's just yeah, like, yeah. listen, whenever they say you're the world champion of baseball, I go, okay. Are we sure about that? It's not some Cubans or Puerto Ricans that were, okay, never mind. That's fine. Well, the other side of anything IBJJF, I hope, has John Evans' voice on it. But we'll find out. Do you know who's commentating? Mm, no, I don't. And He always is elusive. <laughs> he pops up and he's like, hello. And you're like, what? It's BJJ Breakdown. Yes. Or they've, they've been like, no commentary needed. And you're like, shit. Yeah, it seems like that's been kind of their jam for a little bit. There's no commentary until they need it. But I think they've been trying to do a lot of in-home ones, like, from the team. I know Chase from Flow Grappling is living back in California, so I wouldn't be surprised if they they float him back in. And now that he lives back in California, my favorite note that I sent to him was, I was like, well, 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 look who's come crawling back. And he's like, oh, dude. I was like, no, 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 no used to live in the flow grappling world of Texas, but now you've crawled back to your homeland of California. I don't know if we accept you. <laughs> I think we shouldn't. You know, I, I'm Rogan, trying to put the block the on Joe it. Joe <laughs> Rogan rivalry. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yes, it, it, that is part of it. Um, you were telling me you kind of had a busy weekend. Did you know, though, that there were some grappling events that happened over the weekend? No, that is shocking to me. Anytime something happens over a holiday weekend, I have that like old person response where I'm like, mm-hmm. on a holiday, <laughs> what are we doing? Why? And I don't think that's appropriate. I'm but... so glad that you have the vaguely John Mulaney version of it on a holiday. This is Ugh. ridiculous. Ridiculous. That yeah. is terrible. We shouldn't even be looking at it. This holiday is for. I uh, this always. I just I can't do it because I'm always like it's for the troops and people are like you know it is and it's like yeah I'm with you but it's turned into barbecues a lot of events a lot of things going on yeah yeah 
Well, what was going on this week? <laughs> Good question. All right, let's go through it. Over the weekend, there was an event by Fury Grappling. Friend oh, of the show. Fuck yeah, Jay. was Brad Pitt there? Brad Pitt was not there. No, uh, no, not Fury the I movie. I saw Fury, Rev. Brad Pitt was heavily involved in it. It would be pretty great if what part of the sponsorship was that a giant tank was in the background of it. Brad Pitt doing whatever accent he feels on this movie. Yeah, I would say figure it out. I would say it was kind of nice um, to see some grapplers get back in there in the main event. It was Ben Saunders versus Sean Brady. And then oddly. It was supposed to be Alex Caceres, Bruce Leroy, formerly of the UFC. Versus Clay Guida. Caceres took an injury. So the president of CFMMA had to step in, Vince McMahon into it. Now, granted, he's a black belt himself, and he had Clay Guida in a triangle for like 2.5 seconds. But he did a pretty good job. Got submitted at the very end of, I think it was an eight-minute, six-minute, seven-minute round, somewhere in there. But I had to appreciate him for stepping up. There were some other things that happened. Uh, J-Rod, he did great against, uh, I think, Wagner's kid. And then on the other side, there was also, I believe, uh, was it? It was J Rod and then Steve Joaquin, who had a great showing as well. And then Trinity Pun looked great. So there were some stars over there. It's over in Philly. Um, but Jay Regal Budo was commentating that one. Ended up going the next day to commentate at the Finishers tournament, which is now on Flow Grappling, which is very strange to me because that means that Zach Maslini. Famously very uh, anti-flow grappling years ago. Now has a show that's going on flow grappling. So I'm glad they were able to mend their things together. But, uh, you know, I've commentated one of those things. They're really fun to do. I didn't get necessarily get to do one of the Survivor Series ones. But the Survivor Series is that quintet format. So I was very happy to see uh, that happen for that group. But Jesus Christ, have so much grappling over the weekend just in one where you think it's a weekend off because everybody had one off of the UFC. So what you should know now is for the next 10 weeks in a row, there is UFC content. Um, consecutively. Yes. Shit. Yeah. These mother. So this is what happens when they smell blood in the water. They're like, you people aren't all watching Formula One, are you? Look at this. No, you. Oh, my God. Yeah, I guess also <laughs> at some point it's like eight straight days of content almost. <laughs> From the third, there's multiple fights on the third. Then fights start on the fourth. Then all of the road to UFC stuff starts the ninth. And basically then starts a weeks-long gladiator festivities of, uh, you know, Singapore violence <laughs> with, damn, oh, my God, June is busy. Yeah. June's busy. A lot of ESPN Plus next to these. But you've got UFC 275, which Raph and I are definitely kind of versed in who's fighting on that card right now. Sure. For financial reasons. And PFL, I see again. Atlanta, Georgia. UFC Fight Night, Gator versus Emmett. Bellator 282. That one is going to be a barn burner. Oh, more PFL. 
Yeah, damn, man. Congrats, UFC. I just want people to be like, name one fighter on CW 140 Cage Warriors 140 right now. But two months from now, you're going to know. UFC well, Fight Night, Sakurian versus Gamrot. <laughs> Get your shit together, people. So that's what's happening in that side of the world. Um, I should mention this because I did send you a video last week, and we should probably give some follow-up to this. Uh, so last week I sent you like a TikTok or a reel, and it did have some very disturbing information, and it was from the Rear Naked Chicks podcast. And they shared a series of stalking texts and terrible uh, what alleged practices from a black belt by the name of Carl Macero. And Carl actually responded, and it is not a great response, which I guess you could only assume is something that would happen. But I watched the first half of the interview with uh, a woman by the name of Maggie who details what it was like to be harassed, um, verbally accosted on a number of issues. And at one point she described allegedly Carl was trying to run her off the road of which her mom did chime in in the comments that was like, yeah, you know, once you try to drive my daughter off of the road, eh, I think that's when you stop and you get a restraining order. And they did uh, point out right then and there that it was a restraining order sort of a thing. So part of the equation here, and this is where we can kind of come in with some rhetoric help, is that Carl, in his response, was saying, you know, I didn't do any of this. And, you know, it's a little convenient that this podcast that nobody's heard of that has a Patreon is looking to profit off of this. So he's trying to shift the narrative to be like, can you really trust them? Hmm? With their Patreon looking for spicy things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't do anything, but look at them. I would tell you this. If that was to be true, could it be, and stay with me here, that maybe you still did some shitty things and that that is something we shouldn't gloss over, no matter if they're profiting it off it or not. The best forms of investigative journalism are having to go into that sort of pay route themselves. So to reposition that seems like a terrible version of it, in addition to the victim blaming that was already being put into that response. Many people were alluding to the fact that Carl was having a lawyer write that because it doesn't seem like him or his thing. I don't know any of that. There's very little that I do know about him personally, other than reading that response and saying, this is pretty bad. All things considered. <laughs> but what I can tell you is this part. And what, that's, what, but that's the understatement of the year. Also, this is pretty bad. It becomes a <laughs> systemic thing that yes. we're seeing amongst men in power that hold a position like this and do things that abuse that power and it, it is deeper and it's more systemic and it's the bravery of sharing it that becomes imperative. And that I think I want to applaud it because anytime people share this, they are really exposing themselves to more extreme reactions and they're exposing themselves worst of all to social media and the internet's reactions, which is never 
it's never kind, that's for sure. And while it might have mixtures of kindness, it has a lot of mixture of anger. So the sharing side and the being cognizant of this communication and these things that happen and still the aggressiveness is it's important. So I don't even I did not mean to laugh initially, but it's such an understatement. Yeah, it's problematic. I think you laugh because it's so rampant. What are we supposed to do? And especially when you do see that there are defenders. Now, it's one thing to say, I genuinely, this guy didn't do something. But at the very least, if you see these texts, it should, emphasis on should, maybe ring a few alarms to the point where maybe you need to merit an investigation. If you're Henzo, the head of this organization, and it does look like they reached out to him, uh, them being the Rear Naked Chicks podcast, who in one of their stories said they spoke to him and it seemed that he didn't know any of the things. And in their estimation, he was just very unaware of many of the details. That's possible, especially when you put your name on a thousand different things and a thousand different gyms. Sure. But what they're reaching out to him, I believe, as the top of that association is to say, where is that accountability? So what happens next is very important for those details. There's going to be a lot of people who don't like the fact that there are necessarily consequences or things that maybe merit us to take deeper investigations into those things. But when someone starts talking about, no, but the real victims, because yes, real victims actually made their way, that wording, into his statement. You start to look at it and you go, oh, no, this took a turn for the worst. Because he's saying, I have always made sure jujitsu is all about honor and taking care of people and making sure those who that can defend themselves. But be certain there are real victims out there and we should go and give those people listen to those real victims. And I go. Okay, man, yeah, this is like PR 101. So anyway, I guess what I'm saying to you guys is this. Go listen for yourselves, if not to perhaps educate yourself on something that happens in our community. You're welcome to draw your own opinions. That's fine. I think it's important that you go and you listen to that because, again, one person doing it for the mere fact of trying to bring awareness to the fact that it does happen and – yeah, like I said, at the very least you can do, you can merit an investigation or put in practices at your school that help you to better safeguard and protect those that are in your school because it's very scary for some people who are not in power, who are used and feel intimidated by those who have the power in those places. Yeah. And thank you to the continued bravery of women and people sharing stories. Combo. Absolutely. Kev, let me tell you what I got coming up next. What so, do you have coming up next? Is it a Nate Diaz fight? Is it Volkov? Oh, Are we going to talk about the Glover Teixeira showdown a I week from now? Gonna- I think we're going to wait to let that one gestate another week because as it is, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking we'll deal with that next week. But 
I can tell you Conor McGregor seems to be circling around Target has somebody in mind. Do you know who it is? No. It is Jorge Masvidal. He is trying to circle in on him. He says he has a peanut for a brain, perhaps with the fact that, yes, Masvidal may have, just may have, in a statement as to what happened between him and Colby Covington, said, yeah, I did it. But you can't do things in the streets and people look at that statement and go, did you just admit that you actually hit him? Because normally we put things down here that say the defendant, the plaintiff. He like we we make sure that we give them an opportunity to not be named. He's like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I did it. Cool, thanks, dude. So that is what's happening on that side. Um, ooh, you'll like this one. I didn't even send this one to you. There is a report, Kevin, that Polo Costa has been accused of striking a nurse in a dispute over a vaccination card. Whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair this is one of my favorite articles so this is a municipal guard uh on paulo costa that incident in brazil and the translation apparently is the card was filled out the worker said that at the time of the application he did not accept to be vaccinated and he wanted to leave with the card and they did not accept it at that moment a nurse was elbowed so Polo Costa, who's not won many fights recently, decided, how can I up the average of my fight record? I know. I'm going to take it out on this nurse. And then of all strikes to hit, thinks to himself, allegedly, hmm, well, this elbow's free. Good night, nurse. Did it work? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> to be really sad if the nurse was like, what the fuck's that bitch? In the thing. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got completely spaced out as you were talking and uh, went to a different direction. <laughs> Help well, circle me back. I'm sorry. I definitely quoted the Animaniacs, which basically was, uh, you know, re referencing. It, it was going to ruin me. Yeah, I was going to do it. So, okay. There's a few things that I saw on the internet that made me laugh. Um, I'll come back to this one. Actually, it's very funny. Uh, and a correction on the Conor McGregor one. He called him a pigeon brain. So he called Masvidal a pigeon brain, which, hey, listen, of all things, why not? Um, but coming back to the Polo Costa thing, there are a few things in the comment section because he's a very good opportunity for jokes to happen. Uh, there is a very funny Twitter account that's called the Boracina Department that has made it famously as a reposting site of anything dumb that Tito Ortiz says, which, oh, it's glorious. If you guys ever get the chance to go check it out, please do. But one of the comments on the MMA Junkie article is, as long as it wasn't a 12-6 elbow, I see nothing wrong here. <laughs> Listen, that's a good joke. Kudos to Ben Fox 334. That is wonderful. But uh, yeah. Uh, wait, what is that? Oh my God, that's so dumb. But yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you about this. I just like the Boracina when so many people have decided that COVID is no longer a problem or don't give a fuck about COVID. Still is like, don't you dare get mad at me. 
about my non-vaccinated status elbow to the face. Like this was not a headline I was expecting right now, but Hey, listen, why the fuck not? Right. I'm in for every possible elbow headline. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to see a lot more in grappling. That's my next big thing. That's probably not a better. So somebody even put in there, they said, this better not cancel that Rockhold Costa fight. (laughs) You guys know better at this point. Both of these people are triggers that you should not be depending on to be uh, something that's going to happen and and work. Especially with buffets out there like they are (laughs) to get in the way (laughs) of making weight. That is still so good. His fat rights is still, oh, man. But you know what, though? Think about it. Now with this and knowing that a nurse that's just trying to do their job got elbowed for their troubles, this could have gone really badly for anybody who was trying to keep him on his weight when he just showed up fat. And they're like, have you thought about training? Have you thought about losing the weight? Oh, you know what? Whatever you want, Mr. Costa. Don't want an elbow to your face. Uh Whatever you want, sir. Do whatever you do. So when they just showed up, they saw him fat. They were like, yeah, live your life, dude. That's fine. <laughs> I want, that's everyone I in my life I mandate has that attitude. Never again. I will not be shamed for skinny suits that don't fit me. What else are we on the lookout for? Did I lose you? No, you didn't lose me. We're oh, still perfect. here. What else are we going to look out for? I'm even trying to comb MMA news here, Raph. It's not happening. I'm, I'm glad. Um, for the most part, we are pretty good. Um, tomorrow, I go to AEW Wrestling. I will have a live hey. report on that. Very excited. Who's and- headlining? What are we oh. looking for here? Well, CM Punk is the new champion of AEW. I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Shut up. Awesome. I, <laughs> I was like, wait, no, I have more. Uh, Paige Van Zant made her pro wrestling debut over this weekend. Ended ah. up winning in a mixed tag match. How was she? Um, she was fine. I bet she's you know. great at it. My, I'm in her corner. She's gonna be great at that. She's gonna end up crushing it. She's gonna have a. Uh, a historic rise in the AEW that becomes one of those things where they they call her Paige the Not Giant. Uh, she's good. Uh, they had a very violent match with uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society, which, by the way, is the branding that Jericho has come up with this faction. Uh, so it's like he got a group of guys that are part of his heel stable, and he's like, I know what we'll do. We'll call it the Jericho Appreciation Society. And I go, this is the laziest writing I've ever seen. But it kind of works. So, um, But they went around and just got bloody, and it was really silly. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited because it's the first time they come out to L.A. It's at the Great Western Forum that's now known as the, just the Forum, which is now known as the Kia Forum, which is really silly. But um, apparently there's going to be some TBS executives there. They're going to be watching live. So I think they're going to try and give it a really good show. And I got to tell you, Kev, it's going to be nice to go see uh, another big organization that's not the dubs because I've been to them. I've enjoyed that. But it'll be very cool. And can I tell you this? Um, I don't know that you'll see me on TV, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely low to the point where when the wrestlers walk out, I am on one of those lanes that they walk out on. So uh, I won't tell you that you will see me, 
but I will be the first to try and like rep out the merch that I'm wearing (laughs) (laughs) to make sure. So if you guys end up seeing that, uh, you know, you know what it is, but, um, I'm very excited and I'll, I'll even give you what the shirt, uh, it's actually going to be a tank top I'm wearing. And the tank top says kayfabe is a lie. Now, Kevin, do you know what kayfabe means? I don't. Okay. Kayfabe is storyline. So that means like anytime you see a wrestler going to do interviews and they're like, say, the Undertaker and they don't break kayfabe, it means he's still being the supernatural Undertaker. Like he's still in character. And so there's a kind of saying that's like never break kayfabe. So that's why you see them when they go on different interviews. They're still in that character. But if they do break kayfabe, it's like, oh, I'll tell you about that match. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. It was crazy backstage. We're going to do this. So I just thought like, you know, now it's become so common to tell people like, nah, there's no such thing as kayfabe. It's all wrestling, blah, blah. I just thought the idea of doing a gag on that would be kind of funny. So if you see that dumb shirt, go support it. Go to high.page backslash grappling hour and buy yourself one of them and support the show. Or just a regular grappling hour shirt. I don't really care. Whatever it is. But I'm just hoping that enough idiots see that and go, that's a not bad shirt. And me going like, yes, buy it. And if I was smart enough, I would have had the QR code written all over it. (laughs) But, you know, things you learn in retrospect, Kevin. So uh, changes will be made in the future. But I'm very excited. I'll probably uh, do a little bit of a, a vlog for the grappling hour premium members to just show them. Some of the silly stuff that I see there. Excellent. Oh, can I say this too? One last thing. Uh, So one of Lovato's guys, his name's Aaron McKenzie, just in an interview with him. I like this guy. You know, we we got along very famously, Kevin. But I want to show you the baller way that he showed up in my interview. And it was so casual that I was like, why is this not happening all of the time? So, Kevin, can you describe what has just been sent to your Facebook? Because I feel like this is a trend I should really make a hard line on. This is a meme that, oh, oh my God, looks like pure happiness. So it appears you're going to start requiring guests to do this and you should have their dog present when they're doing an interview. It's genius work. I see a man and his tiny dog. That man appears to be Aaron McKenzie. Yeah. So I would tell you this. What's the dog's name? (laughs) I, Oh, Scott McKenzie. Oh, hold on. He has two. Uh, Spuds Germania. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think one of them was Barnaby okay. and I forget what the second one was, but the very end of the interview, uh, we did, uh, we did a tape study. So tape study is a premium thing that I do where I will watch the fights with the athletes. So we watched his last LFA fight where he won the championship. And at the very end of it, he's like, all right, Raph, well, that was a lot of fun. By the way, the second dog just showed up right now. And the second dog showed up with the most dirt face you could show up in a show with. And it was a little pug. And I was like, oh, my God. So that made me start thinking right when I got off air. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If you have a dog and we're doing a video version of the show, you are bringing the dog on the show. And to the point where Robert from Mixed Martial Artish 
<laughs> when Rob hit me up, he's like, I tried to bring my dog on, but you guys only do a fucking audio show on verbal tap. And I go, Oh yeah, Rob, sorry. This is, this is different. Yes. If you have a dog, then just take a picture of it. We'll use it for the fucking promo photo. Then fine. Fuck you. But I think this is a good policy to have. So I wanted to make sure you, even though you're not an executive producer of grappling hour, I feel like you still have to sign off on it. I am signing off on it. I am so I actually when I saw it was like what have I been doing with my life that I haven't been advocating this with Congress? If you have a dog, <laughs> it should be there. I mean Anderson Cooper, Fox News, maybe people on Tucker Carlson's show would be less pro Russia if they had to stare at their American pooch. Just a thought. Just saying. Could be Just Tucker. Saying. Tucker stared at Scout Jr. and he's like, You know what? I can't do it. I can't keep doing it. <laughs> That's my thought. I have no idea where we were when we started uh, this. Oh, <laughs> we, we're we at the closing, so we're oh, thank just God. there. We're going to have to put me to bed. It's been too many drinks that's too late. I genuinely clicked on a link that said legitimate questions. Can Conor McGregor write a comeback story in the no. UFC? It's like, he sure can with a headline like that, I bet. If I read through it, Mark... Ramondi. Oh yeah, Ramondi. He's the he's the homie. We love Mark. I do too. One of the most anticipated fights, and the one most often asked about, continues to be Conor McGregor's next match. Yep, I'm in, but this piece had to hurt. Oh yeah, like one of those. Don't worry, Ariel. Uh, did they... Damn it! Are you serious? I have what? to write just a Conor <laughs> blog. Great. Yeah, I'll no, I'll do it. But great. Hey. At least that's Ramondi's version of it. Ariel's version is slightly more cringe where it says, nice to see you with some momentum building on the Masvidal McGregor front. I've said for months, this is the next logical fight for both. Even when I read that out loud, I just think to myself, no one cares. Like, yeah, you said it was the next logical thing. Cause we just want to box off his draw again. And we need to kind of protect Connor at this point. Because if you give him the top, top tier, well, it might not be great. But if you give him some sideshow attractions, Masvidal's about that. Yeah, let them talk shit about each other. Yeah, you know what? That doesn't have any real implications for a title. At least, I don't think it does. But knowing Dana, shenanigans can still happen. So, eh, why not? So, yeah, but even with all that being said, I just love, I've said for months, that's the next logical fight for both. Oh, well, good for you, Ariel. Good for <laughs> you. Great job. You figured out MMA. You should run it. You should be president of MMA. Like, anytime someone congratulates themselves too hard on this shit, I just take a moment and I go, man, do we sound like this? Do we have these moments often? I think about that, Kevin. Do we? I, I definitely do. I don't know about you. But I don't I don't know daddy. either. I'm pretty sure one day in the future someone will mix together all of my lowlights and listen, more power to you. But for this time in this moment of where I'm at, I don't think I have a ton of these. And even if we do, especially on your side, you're making fun of the people like Ariel who are like, I would like to commend myself. Uh, <laughs> having said that, we have had some moments that have come to fruition. Uh, Ring Boys, where yes. Kevin was the leading candidate on that. 
been in uh, that camp since 2012. People were like, that was aggressively early. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, it was. Like, especially that was before what? We had like Joe Bond being a ring boy or somebody who – uh, I think it was what, Elias Theodore, where we're like, they should do that. And then it became a thing afterwards. We were at the forefront of tag team grappling. But you know what? Whenever we've given ourselves credit for it, we did it with class. Just saying. Hey, let us predict the next tag team match. Comma, thanks for making it a reality. <laughs> that will do it for us tonight. I am Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. And good night. Please note, the new number is...